It's episode 115 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Carolina Cricks. Hello. Hello, how are you? Wave my hands in the air, yay. yay. That really comes across on an air. <laughs> well, you know, you might, you used Still can hope for some, some fan base out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm very well. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you today? Uh, I am very well, thank you. Smashing. I have a thing where I answer strong. So if someone asks me how I am, I say strong, uh, because I feel that that uh, hopefully is the true answer. But also, if I'm not feeling strong by saying that I f- feel strong, I be- start to feel strong. Oh, that's a nice thought. I like it. I like it. Because usually when you ask people how they are, they'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm all right. Or they're looking for something negative to say. Yeah. So I make a point of saying I'm very good, thank you, or I'm amazing as well. Just to implant in my head that I'm amazing. I, I'm, I'm good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool, glad we talked about this. <laughs> I already feel that we're, we're uh, in therapy, yeah. so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a useful thing to do. Um, so, you are in Improbable. Exactly. And you currently have a show called The Chapter of Secrets. Yes, yes. Tell me about that. Well, uh, Improbable, as you know, because you know us for quite a long time now, I suppose. But the, li- but the listener may not. Yes. <laughs> um, so let me, let, uh, let me give you all the information. Uh, so Improbable has been around for about five years now, and we started off as a short-form group. Uh, with a bigger kind of uh, cast with eight people and then gradually people left did something new and new people joined but the core people have remained and we're four people now um, and we've started to do long-form improv uh, just because oh how dare you yeah but after five years of doing a lot of short form and a lot of the games that you can see um whose line is it anyway you know and like games that are quite uh, often to be seen on stage we just wanted to try it something new and for me it was also very important because i'm I come from an acting background, so for me a kind of like a emotional journey and a bit more of an acting challenge in terms of having a real relatable character, uh, which is also possible of course in short form, but not to that extent, uh, it's just working a lot better in long form. So we're having uh, Improbable and the Chapter of Secrets, which is a... Uh, I can't say it. No, I can. <laughs> is, the, is there a boy wizard involved? A boy wizard involved with uh, funny glasses. <laughs> Looks a little bit like John Lennon. Um, and uh, so it's loosely, very loosely based on Harry Potter. And I suppose it's more, you know, we make funny references to... Uh, this funny scar on the forehead or um, 
very loosely references. So if you think you come there and you listen to the all the details and very the minor details that you can get out of the books and do you because you have read them fifty times, then you know a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, can I swear on this podcast? Yes, you can swear I can. on this podcast. Okay. Yes. So my knowledge, for example, when we started rehearsing, because the boys who are with me in the group they're all really big Harry Potter fans and I must admit I've seen like a couple of the movies I haven't read the books and uh, I found them all right the movies I suppose <laughs> if I, I had started with the books I would have loved it but my enthusiasm for Harry Potter wasn't particularly good and then uh, so when we started rehearsing I would say I say expel my anus because <laughs> That that is how I remembered it in the movie. Um, so I mean, obviously the boys told me it's Expelliarmo. Uh So I've corrected that. <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah, so we uh, very loosely do a long form um, play, basically a magical play. Um, um, we did that at the Fringe in Edinburgh, cool. uh, which was really nice because we had a slot in the morning and we were at a family venue. And what turned out to happen was that at the actual Fringe, we became more of a family show. That's show. interesting and a bit more immersive so I would jump into the audience and get them involved or when we travel from one place to the other I would fly over their heads with my broom wow. or I'd be like a dragon who attacks people um, and that was great fun uh, and ultimately what we're trying to establish is a immersive um, kind of experience with uh, the chapter of secrets so um, we get a suggestion from the audience in the beginning of a common fear and based on that we send one of our playmates of our actors out uh, and we create an eight point story about this fear and what happens uh, and establish through this eight point story we establish our villain of the, the improvisation mm -hmm. and the person who was sent out of the room comes back and has kind of charades to guess whatever the eight point story is about oh, and wow. yes it's a bit it's a bit uh, complicated but also fun yeah, yeah. and based on whatever the person has guessed we start our journey Oh, which is then an hours long of hey there's a villain and we gotta fight him um and yeah it's it's been going good so far uh it's gonna be a challenge because uh, the immersive part is yet something we want to test and try out um but that's gonna hopefully um become reality very soon with more uh, audience interaction yeah. Um, so yeah it's cool yeah I mean that's a really interesting direction to take it had you planned to do the immersive stuff or was that a result of it becoming more of a children's show uh, no but basically when we started at the fringe when we were in Edinburgh and I kind of like looked at one child whilst I was in the sideline and they looked like they were falling asleep. Oh. I was like, okay, 
got to do something. I know it sounds weird, but basically, I the first time I jumped into the audience was because I felt like, oh, one kid is almost falling asleep. I need to do something. <laughs> Wake you up. And that really worked. That kind of like, because I suppose some scenes are a bit wordy, you know, but you have like kids different ages but also grown-ups that get other jokes so you kind of like need to mix it up in between mm, that's maybe a bit of a sexy joke that no no kid gets but the parents get and find it funny and then there's a little bit of like panto like yeah. interaction because this is what the kids like and they like to shout things out or just be involved by you know being scared or just you know uh, being able to to i don't know show you their tongue or <laughs> laugh at you or something so basically that's yeah we started doing that just to you know interact with a audience that has different it comes from different age groups and different yeah. backgrounds so it's um something that is enjoyable for the whole audience yeah, yeah, yeah. because i suppose i don't know how you feel when you are on stage I, because I suppose when you do like the normal improv gig, you have a certain demographic uh, that goes through the audience. It's mm -hmm. hardly ever that you'll have a 10 year old sitting there, right? True, true. Um, so I suppose, yeah. Uh, it was quite an experimental thing to do in at the Fringe because we didn't know what to expect in terms of audience and who would come you know harry potter is really big you've got every second store is a harry potter store <laughs> everyone on the street in edinburgh tries to sell you a wound <laughs> and uh, so we didn't really know what we were what we were expecting and then out came a little bit of an immersive thing that we now try and develop um we applied for the world festival oh yeah um, and so yeah, the next one is on the 9th of October. We will have a show and where we will gradually maybe try and uh, experiment with the audience. Yeah. yeah, that's the idea. Because in retrospect, it should be obvious that if you do an improv show based on a series of children's books, even if they are a book of adults, that you will get children in the audience, but because I'm so wrapped up in the scene, the improv scene in London, yeah. it just hadn't even occurred to me that that would be the case. I just naturally thought it would be, you know. Yeah, do you know what? I, it's such a weird thing because especially when you're in, in Edinburgh, I, you don't, I really don't know, I didn't really know what to expect in terms of improv because, hmm. I mean, there are some sold out improv shows, but, they have a lot of marketing in the background. They've been around for a really long time, so they have established an audience. And it's, have you ever been to the French yes, as an was, improviser? Uh, well, I went up this year um, not to perform, just to uh, just to see other yeah. acts sort of thing. So, but I've not actually performed there yet. No. Okay. Well, not unless you uh, encounter being uh, count being pulled up on stage. Oh, that totally counts okay. as a In which case, I yeah, have well done, you. Look at you. Thank you to Anna Morris, uh, <laughs> who's a very, uh, very funny character comedian who uh, pulled me up on stage. Uh, it was the second show uh, that I'd seen that uh, ever at. Uh, what did Edinburgh. you have to do? So um, she was playing a character that was a sort of a jilted bride, yeah. um, and I was cast as the best man. 
and um, there's all this stuff about how she'd planned what was going to be on the stag do, but then I planned all this other stuff, and then she ended up getting jilted, and then um, we sort of had to do this slow motion uh, running around in a circle with our arms kind of connected. Is there a video? There's a video of this, I've yes. seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yes. It was so funny. Oh, I thought you were part of like, you know, that's like your duo act and you've been doing that no, for a no. long time. You looked so professional. Well, thank you very that. much. Yeah. Um, my main thing that I was thinking about was don't pull focus. Oh, yeah. well, I wanted to support it, but I but thought not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she doesn't, you know, she's done the show every night for however many weeks. She doesn't yeah. need me to come in and fix it or yeah. to make it good. It's already good. I just have to be involved and committed to it yeah. without, you know, doing too much sort of thing. So I, 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 I like to think I struck that balance. Yeah, no, I think it was amazing. I can't really, oh God, I can't remember it, but I can't remember <laughs> it specifically. Enough. But what, as, as you were talking about it, I was like, I remember watching it. It seems familiar, the, yes. Yeah. I remember stalking you and watching it. <laughs> it's not stalking if it's no, on no, Facebook. No, yes, also, sure. we are friends well, on Facebook. of course we are. Of so course. It's just... I'm joking. I, just, <laughs> I often say something, something really kind of like shocking to people just to see their reaction. Ah, right. So now, I encourage people to watch me on Facebook. <laughs> That's what it's for, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not doing it right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, what we were talking about was, um, um, I don't know, I, I suppose it's hard to uh, kind of anticipate and understand what is awaiting you in at the fringe, because especially if you're part of the free fringe as we were, um, you know, it's like whatever, like how I, I uh, um, kind of was at the fringe, I tried to, I just had a list and went like, okay, what's a free show that sounds nice without, because otherwise if you really try and plan it, you go mental. There are so many shows on, like, you don't know what to do. You're just like there and going like, oh, my God, there is so much choice. And everything looks, sounds nice, but there are not reviews out for everything. Plus, you don't really have the time to read all the reviews. So I just, like, would go and just pick whatever speaks to me in a certain way and go and see loads of free shows and sometimes you're lucky and you see something absolutely amazing and sometimes you see really incredibly awful stuff and feel like you've just been emotionally raped and taken advantage of and that you've lost an hour of your life and uh, that's how horrible a couple of shows that i've seen have been wow that i know right um but yeah so it didn't even occur to me that we would have kids yeah, in the yeah, audience yeah, and yeah. then we basically had a lot of families we had grown-ups coming in we had a school class of 25 wow. kids 13 year olds come in wow. where you just have to change your game as yeah. well because it's you know they're all cool they yeah. all sat in the very back of the oh. of the theater yeah, yeah. like oh you know all with the uniforms but slightly <laughs> everything slightly you know pulled out shirt and you know the the socks inside out just to be a little bit more you know um but it's interesting because you say like you improvise and and you just go with whatever the moment 
gives you but there's a certain aspect when suddenly whatever you in terms of audience you were used to changes completely and I remember when the first day when I saw those kids I was like shit <laughs> what are we gonna do you know it's panicking and then it turned out it was actually a good thing yeah, to yeah, happen yeah, yeah. But ultimately, what will happen with the show is we want to really establish is to have a from beginning till the end um, bar the improvised story, but there'll be a structure, very loose structure of having certain audience interaction that is, for example, people come in and doing like a Almighty Isis. Hey. on stage right um, we should explain what oh mighty ice is oh mighty ice so you're you going to get the audience to do oh mighty yes. ice oh, for example that's yeah. amazing yeah, yeah. Do you want to explain? Uh, so oh mighty ice is basically uh, the MC or uh, will say oh mighty ice show me the image of uh, pirate ship and then you have all the improvisers or in our case the audience uh, with the buddies running on the stage and trying to resemble a pirate ship with their bodies and the idea is to create a picture together so the picture makes sense without talking uh, you can add sound effects so some one could be the steering what's it called wheel <laughs> really that's yeah. oh, that's what it's called on the ship as oh, well that, that's not steering wheel on the ship it's the um oh yeah no <laughs> uh, it's not a steering wheel no, you're ha. right. Uh, you're great. Uh, it's not the anchor. That's no. something else. Uh, uh, it's Almighty God Google. Tell us the answer. Never mind. We all know what we're talking oh, about. Yes. If you know the answer, do tweet at Improv London. Uh, <laughs> tweet helps, the answer. Help Stuart and Caro. Uh, it's not a steering wheel, obviously, because that's, in a, that's a, oh, I can't believe I said that. Uh, doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, well yeah so one person exactly the thing that you can turn. The wheel. I think it's not. It's not a steering wheel, but it might. Oh, I don't know. Well, it steers the ship. Yes. Let's uh, move on. Okay, we're well, moving on from there. We've established we we're both talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, and the other one might be the pirate, and one might just uh, wash the deck or something, mop the deck, and yeah. So you basically, with non-verbal interaction, try and create an image that the MC gives to you, which lovely. Yeah, uh, so that might be a part of the um, um, uh, experience of immersive and yeah. sound effects or... Uh, it's a great idea yeah. to get the audience to come on and do that. Yeah, hopefully, you know, in the uh, it will be a structured chaos that everyone enjoys, is the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah so really, in, obviously I've seen improv groups do it, but I've never actually seen, you know, getting members of the audience to do, uh, do yeah. that. Yeah, I th I suppose there's, I mean, it can be frightening as well in terms of like, you know, when you sit in the first row, you, you people, improv people go like, can I have a suggestion? You know how hesitant, unless you're an improviser yourself, you can feel as an audience member because you don't want to necessarily be put on the spot. Mm. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. How do you feel about it? Are you? Oh, well, I well. I, I mean, I, you volunteered to be on stage for so, um, a comedy gig. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm like, yeah, I've got an idea. Yeah, yeah. And it may even be something original. 
Actually, what's weird is I feel a weight of expectation because I think if I was just a normal member of the audience, then that's fine. But I'm like, I want to give them something good. <laughs> I want my suggestion to be good. Um, I don't know, it's a weird one. Yeah, but that's always, uh, see, that's the thing that's always a bit like in the eye of the beholder, mm. what, you know, like what your suggestion is, because some people might not love it and some people might think it's the most creative thing anyone has ever done. Yes, and also I don't want it to be too creative because I don't want my suggestion to have been a really hilarious joke because that doesn't give the performers anywhere to go with it. You know? Oh, really? Would yeah. you say so? I, I would, yeah, well, because if there's a humour in the situation, sometimes it's kind of better to give, I think, as a suggestion, something relatively mundane or ordinary mm -hmm. and then allow the Builder. improvisers to find the humour. Mm. Um, because if you go with something like it's this, 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 and this, and it's like you get a big laugh. It's like, well, where do we go from that? Yes, yes. I mean that that yeah, never, yeah, yeah, that yeah, never yeah. happened no, to I... anything I shout out, but <laughs> 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 like, I'm imagining if I said something really hilariously funny. Uh, yeah. So thank God you're not that gifted with your sense of humour. Exactly. That we're trying to establish, which is a lie. Is very funny, by the way. <laughs> um, so, uh, cool. Yeah. So that's improbable and the chapter secrets and I'm just gonna advertise one more time on the 9th of October at the nursery theater in Broadgate doors open at 730 please come to our last show for this month which I know it's the first of October so it's like <laughs> boom I'm already telling us I just shouted into your microphone as well uh, but please come because we're gonna do make it immersive um, you can be part of that. So maybe you even get to ride a broom. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you're also you also teach improv? Yes, I do. And you're going to be teaching a course which helps or uh, is themed around mental health? Yes. Um, so I have done a course already, and this is my name. Uh, so my name is Carolina Craigs, for the record. Um, <laughs> so I've I've been teaching with Improbable for the past two, three years almost, or a little bit more than two years. Um, so I've done teaching assistant with uh, Stephen just to get the gist out of teaching uh, as well. Uh, because it's a different thing to um, know what you're doing as an improviser, but then to also make make this as accessible to other people, and obviously not be too harsh in editing, and you know find where everyone's strengths are and how t people you know develop in different paces and have different kind of skill sets so it was very helpful to see Stephen who is part of Improbable and um, my improv guru and a bit of an improv bitch as I like to say because he has so many groups he's <laughs> cheating on me all the time um, but so I've been doing that with him and it was helpful to see that and then I've taken over uh, teaching because Steven's cheating on me so much. There's no time to teach anymore. Uh, and he's moved on to better things. Um, so no, I'm doing like an eight weeks course, which is starting on the 8th of uh, October, um, which is a, a course for uh, mainly about short form improv. So it's an eight weeks course. 
uh, improved performance uh, where we uh, basically do all the basics foundation of uh, improvisant and listening and skills and some object work um, some acting and stagecraft uh, and then at the end of the eight weeks we have a show uh, also at the nursery theatre where uh, the participants, the students, can invite their friends and their family and we also advertise a little bit just to get the house full and then they are entertaining their friends and family for an hour in a bit. Which is a lovely thing. Yes, and it's been great, it's been a great experience um, to do that now for two and a half years of teaching myself or two years teaching myself and leading the course and what I love is when I can see students coming back to yeah. another course with me because it just gives me the knowledge and the kind of like, you know, because obviously you do your best, but at the same time, you always kind of like, you know, doubt whether yes. you're good enough because everyone does to a certain degree and I definitely am not arrogant to go, I'm a crazy amazing teacher. I hope I, you know, am supportive, um, bring a lot of energy and am mindful towards a good team spirit and I'm always happy and glad when people come because I've been recommended or because they liked whatever they've done with me so far and come back for another course. So I have a few students coming back for my course now, uh, but there are still spaces. Um, um, yeah, and then I do, uh, in my own name, I do um, improv, uh, what I call it, improve your, or improv your confidence. Um, so it's for people with depression and anxiety issues or it doesn't necessarily mean you have to label or some people don't like to label themselves with um, I have uh, that they have mental health problems though because you know it's always kind of a dubious thing and not maybe not very helpful to label people or they want to label themselves it's fine some want that some don't want that i call it imp improve your confidence and but my main thing is to have a gentle kind of um um, way to introduce people who find it very hard to be in a social surrounding um, to improv to um, work with whatever and however they feel that specific day and whatever their thoughts are um, and just give them an instrument and a tool to be able to express themselves without this judge that people with depression uh, have a lot more than uh, people who feel all right are on the let's say on a regular basis you know um the reason why i'm doing it is um and i'm very open about this i have uh, had a burnout when i was 26 and uh, came to that point where for six months i wasn't able to leave my house because whenever i left my house i had a panic attack and that's really severe it just like 
fucks with your brain and your your body and you just feel like all the time you feel like dying yeah. whenever it's just your heart starts racing you start fainting it's just like all sorts of things like your body is on a f uh, alarm system and obviously it's triggered by something mental uh, with me it was i was overworked but it just threw me into a depression for that I barely got out of for a couple of years and then it reoccurred and reoccurred um, and I improv basically helped me to a to a big big extent helped me to overcome a lot of the self-doubt that comes with depression, with uh, mental health issues, when you, you when you just don't feel yourself again or you feel misplaced, um, and I've just um, seen people that have told me in my course I've been teaching now for more than two years, uh, and I had people where I could sense that they weren't enjoying their classes, so I took them to the side after the class and went like. You know, is there anything I can do to improve? So you've, because you don't seem to enjoy yourself within the process. And then they would admit, well, because I have depression, I don't think that my choice was good enough, that whatever I said on stage was embarrassing. So I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's talk about this. And so I had a couple of people admitting to me that they have severe depression. Uh, so I set them to the side and I, you know, um, talked to them uh, quite uh, openly about it and also said, like, what my experience is. And ultimately what happened is that um, people started to be okay with, uh, let's say, if somebody's, uh, somebody had, was quite, had quite a severe depression and would have a very dark sense of humor, mm. which was like... Uh, highly quite morbid but then as soon as they said something that was quite dark they kind of like you could see the panic that came out of my brain now and I don't think that I fit in here um, so I said like it's fine just be that if that is your sense of humor it's fine and we are here to work with that and you know it's so encourage them to say things out loud without beating yourself up right after you've said it mm but to be yay and I've got my friends and my team who just take this idea and work with it hmm. you know there's nothing wrong in saying something that's darker or you know comes from a different uh, viewpoint so yeah that was my initial um, thing basically was to uh, offer something where People have a, a safe place to uh, try out things, to try out improv and um, have an opportunity to be creative and be supported by uh, myself as the coach or a teacher and also by other people that are in similar situations and discover ultimately that, hey, it's not as bad. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Yeah, I've done a, I've done a four weeks uh, course last um, last spring. So I started uh, basically uh, with it a few months ago, just to have a try, and specifically aimed for people who uh, would say, you know, would uh, 
go and try and find help who are, are saying admitting I have depression I want to you know work on my social skills on my communication skills and uh, I had six um, students on a four weeks course that I did and I saw a, cu a scene that was so brilliant that I was I was in tears and I was sitting there in, as the teacher and I could feel the tears rolling wow. down my eyes because we, they were, so the idea w was to work with whatever emotions you have on that particular day. So if you feel shy, if you feel anxious, my approach was to embrace that feeling and take it as a choice as your character sit with it and be okay with it it's absolutely fine whatever your body or your mind tells you right now work with it mm. and if it's two minutes of silence there's two minutes of silence it's so watchable mm. you oh know yeah, if the two minutes are filled with seeing whatever you have inside of you right yeah. now and um so i had this amazing scene that i watched and uh with my six students and I was just like, I couldn't, I was like, I'm so proud. I don't even know why, because it was so, it was like Hollywood right in front of me in this <laughs> yeah, little yeah. turquoise room. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna continue with this now. I'm gonna uh, have a free taster mid-October to invite people to get to know me as a teacher and then I will do drop-in classes uh, what, where the idea is to hopefully have uh, a consistent group coming back so eventually people know each other but I refrain from going for a course structure because sometimes you just don't feel up for it and mm. it, as it comes with depressions you have days where you don't get up and you find it hard to face uh, the outer world and I wouldn't want anyone to pay a course and then maybe miss out on something uh, my my drop-ins are here for people to go like I feel up for it today mm. and I want to go and then they co go um, and show up and have fun hopefully that's the idea no, that sounds I feel brilliant. like I've talked forever now no not at all no 33 minutes <gasps> oh god so much it goes quite by because you think hey, an hour you think an hour that's a long yeah, time but every time not. I do this it's yeah. like it's gone by in an instant it just goes by really quickly but then, you know, you're talking about something that you're passionate about and I'm yeah. enjoying listening to you talking about something you're passionate about. So that's why the time goes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm like, I feel like I'm a bad conversational no, partner. No, Please, Stuart, no. talk to me. No, not at all. This is very much your moment to shine. This is, when we have conversations in real life, it's back and forth, back and yes, forth. Yes, uh, I'm on every podcast, so I'm not... Uh, I'm not bothered. Uh, the host, you should be an every. <laughs> uh, that sounds fantastic. Um, how did you discover improv? Um, how did I discover improv? Um, I. So, um, I'm originally from Austria, if anyone hasn't heard this fabulous uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, <laughs> accent that I have. Um, <laughs> it's weird because I had not put you and Arnold Schwarzenegger in No, the same. I know. I'm a hor horrible impressionist when it comes to <laughs> like, imperson. Uh, no, what do you call it? Per impersonator? <laughs> Terminator impersonator. You're uh, a terrible, terrible Terminator impersonator. Yeah, exactly. That is what they say about I'll you. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, <laughs> 
Can you do it? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen his face, though. I'm very method in my approach. Huh? Yeah, really good. Really good. You had, like, this duck pouty face for 10 seconds. Uzi 9mm. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. I can't even do it. Well, get on my chopper. <laughs> He had to split. <laughs> well done, well done. So Stuart and I have nailed it completely <laughs> now. There you go, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, well basically I've started as, an, as a journalist. So I've, um, I studied journalism and uh, theatre history back in Austria and then I ended up working for a newspaper that almost basically sent me into a burnout. Uh, but eventually what happened when I was 30, um, I decided that I was wasting my time so much um, with doing office work that I didn't enjoy and I always wanted to kind of do acting work and uh, because what I think what I love most about acting is um, dissecting uh, the human psyche to the deepest depths of uh, deep. That was beautifully said. Deepest mm, yes. depths of deep. Very deep. Mm, wise. Oh, deep. Wise, wise, oh, wise, thank wise, you, wise, thank wise, you. Wise, I try, I try. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I, I picked up acting really late when I was 29, 30, and started in, in Austria and then moved to London and had a year's break because I didn't know how to survive here other than doing a office job. And then what happened was that I kind of like got tired again of being stuck in an office. So I started doing like acting lessons here. Um, and uh, uh, suddenly somebody said like, yeah, if you, you know, if you want to be a good actor, improvisation is kind of like crucial. So I signed up for a couple of courses and that's how I met Steven and the rest of Improbable, Stefan Utko. Um, so we did two courses together and then they went like, hey, we're fun together, shall we? And <laughs> we said, yeah, why not? And so we found it improbable and since then I've been, uh, yeah, I haven't stopped improvising and it's been taking over my life slightly more than I expected it to be. Um, but it's all great fun, really. Um, and it's nice also because the London improv um, community is amazingly supportive. Very Everyone true. knows each other. You learn so much from just watching other people do their stuff. Yeah. Um, that I'm amazingly grateful to be part of it. Yes, so am I. But yeah, but that's basically how I got to do improv. How did you get to do improv? So, uh, my friend Pete, hello Pete. Hi Pete. Um, so, I do um, tabletop role-playing games. Okay. So, we'd be sitting around the table um, and we'd be telling a story essentially. Um, and he was so very good at creating things on the spot that I thought if I didn't like you as much as I do, I'd really hate you. <laughs> um, and I was uh, so working... jealousy. Well, you know, I mean, luckily, you know. It, no, I, I, I get that. I get that. Um, but um, 
I was working with Emily Murphy at the time and she I knew that she did improv so I asked her about it and that's how I ended up doing my first duplicate course because okay. I thought I'd love to be better at just making stuff up at the spot on the spot um, and then for one reason or other that sort of group that I played with sort of uh, folded and so I'm now just improvising. Do you feel like you've become better in making things up on the spot? Yes. Like as in, oh, yes. Yeah? I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's weird. I don't think that my brain has become faster, if that makes sense. I still, do you know what I mean? So you don't think your brain has become faster? Yes, I'm, I know how to say things out loud. So, the, you know, like how to word things now or give a suggestion without you know, like holding back too much, but just go with my first instinct. So that, that's the muscle that has improved. But the initial idea, I don't think that, what I'm trying to say is I think, I don't think that my brain is faster in generating mm -hmm. ideas. Yep. It's more that I'm faster in wording them, yep. if that makes sense. 100% agree. I don't think I'm coming up with more ideas. Yes. I'm just having more confidence in my first idea. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So improv doesn't make you more clever, what I have to say. It improv, doesn't. It doesn't make you more clever, does it? If you, It makes you, well, it makes you more... Maybe, maybe it makes you wiser. It makes you, yes. It makes you more efficient. Yes. There you go. Efficiency. That's efficiency. It, that's it's all it, about the efficiency. That's what it brought yeah. will give you, efficiency. <laughs> Let me guess, that's the Terminator accent yeah, I, I as well. Yeah, I really only have one. I don't really have an impression. It's, it's just happens very, to be. It's very, it's very convincing. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, yes, uh, and you're doing, you're doing some acting that isn't improvising at the moment. Mm, yes, I did. Huh, um, I did a funny story that. Um, so I have been cast into a physical theatre play that, unfortunately, has run is over a week ago from. Yeah, a, a week ago we finished our run. But I was cast into a physical theatre play because the director, she worked with me and Michael Such uh, on an improvised uh, thing we did a couple of years ago, A Machine for Fools. Oh, yes, yes. And she was... was uh, sorry, I'm interrupting. Have you seen it? Yes. It was special. <laughs> it was special. Yeah, that's I a know. very good way of describing I it. I know. It was special. It was very experimental. Yes. It was very hard, in my opinion. because yes. For the audience as well as the people in the show. Yes. Because the premises of the whole idea was that we set up an improvised um, um, a scene or a kind of like play almost. And uh, we have a dramatic clown, which was uh, Mariana, my friend who directed the play that I was in now. Um, she was a dramatic clown. And as the scene progresses, the dramatic clown gives more and more improv games onto each actor. So by the end of like so halfway through the scenes, you had to, for example, sit whenever somebody else is standing, but you had also to speak Shakespearean the whole time, or you had to, I don't know, slap somebody whenever the, you heard the word no, so you had suddenly, you were confronted to, you know, and every single person uniquely to the others would have different rules to obey, so it became really complicated at the end, and the idea basically was for 
the players to be so exhausted that whatever construct so it was a bit dramatic it was trying to basically fuck with the with the whole uh, construct and yeah. the idea until everything basically crumbles and falls apart so it was meant to be like that yeah. but anyway i was working with her and that and she has been directing a device theater physical theater play and what happened was that one of the actresses um she uh, tore her ligament and 10 days before the opening night okay. um she couldn't do it anymore and it was a piece about immigrants uh for travelers who leave their home countries out of different reasons and the the device theater piece was basically also all um through life stories of the director of the actors and so on so she cast me in it because uh to replace this actress who basically tore her ligament and uh i came there and i have no idea about physical theater i'm i can barely walk in high heels <laughs> if that is any indication um and uh, i did it so we had a run in August at the Space Theatre and then another run at the Drayton Arms now in end of August, September. God, I don't September, September, yoohoo. Um and it was great fun. It was a really nice piece and I suppose in times of Brexit, um quite quite liberating to be part of you know and just you know basically what it was trying to convey is that we're all always going to look for a sense of home no matter where we come from or where we go to and you know there are different reasons why people leave and so i've done that and now i'm waiting for the next acting challenge mm. so if you have any acting work <laughs> let me know um yeah I started doing some stand-up comedy as well. Oh, really? We'll yeah. talk about that in a second. So I just want to... So the, the play that you did, what was it called? I Occur Here by Oh Dear Theatre Company. Yes. And um, so what is, the, what is physical theatre? Physical theatre is basically theatre that can have lines, doesn't have to have lines. We had lines, so we had a play. But um, whatever you try and convey or the message of the piece, the art piece, is uh, conveyed through your body as well. So there's just like this extra layer of dancing, of movement, of um, the way you hold your body and how your character develops. So for example, all our characters had transformations and that influenced completely the way we were holding ourselves physically on stage and the way we walked was completely different at the beginning of the play to uh -huh. at the end. So the transformation is seen physically as well as through obviously the spoken word. Wow, yeah. that sounds amazing. Um, well, cool, yeah. I, I've never had so many bruises uh, <laughs> gained from one rehearsal, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah, we had like, there's a sequence, a dream sequence we had uh, where I was playing a dragon and it's called The Journey. So there was a knight, um, uh, a princess and me as the dragon. And I had this massive uh, dragon head, which was a, a kind of paper a cut head 
but it was so massive that it wouldn't fit my stupid head and it was just like too big so it would always fall forward and blind me completely so when we were on stage and we're doing the actually actual show one day one night i was so blind i couldn't see and it's this fighting sequence so yeah. i attack the night then the night turns around and he stabs me and then he tears out my heart from out of my chest and obviously I have to react to all of this there's a lot of jumping and stabbing but because the mask fell forward I couldn't see anything oh, no. so I reacted to being stabbed like a minute later <laughs> and completely overreacted and <laughs> threw my leg up and my shoe just went flying <laughs> Oh, no. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't laugh. I mean, I really wanted to laugh, but I couldn't because obviously I was a dead dragon by then, <laughs> without a shoe, <laughs> and I had tights on. And then I panicked because it's a physical play, and you have to, you know, still move for the rest of the play. And then I realized, oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to move because with those tights, it's far too slippery yeah, on yeah. stage. Oh, am I gonna retrieve my shoe? Where has it landed? And luckily, in the next scene, I could spot it just <laughs> somewhere in the corner of the stage. <laughs> and the next scene, we move as a flock of birds. Oh, yeah. So it was like, as a bird was like, oh, look, there's a shoe. And <laughs> <laughs> just retrieved my shoe quickly. But Excellent. yeah. Uh, that was that's where improvisation helped me a lot by the way yes it was definitely. like i made it part of the yeah, yeah, yeah. of the scene which was fun fantastic yeah tell me about your stand up uh my stand up i, I so i i started doing a stand up comedy because um you're very funny <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> Stuart laughing, <laughs> not me. I'm joking. Um, yeah, because two people said I'm funny. That's and, all it needed. Uh, yeah. Well, they didn't say it. Like, I remember my, my dad said it once when I was six. And then uh, somebody else said it. But I'm not sure if they said it to me. But anyway, those two people count. So I've, I thought, I'm just going to give it a try. And I break the bed. I'm going to do stand-up comedy for about half a year. And then didn't do anything <laughs> and then people were kind of like you said you do it and so i kind of had to follow up and then i wrote five five minutes of a routine and booked myself in for comedy uh nights and i had one yesterday hey um have you ever wrote a routine or jokes no god it's hard yeah fucking hell that's why i've never done it Oh my God, it's like, it made me age for, I think I've lost like five years of my life <laughs> in those three days of me writing a routine. I don't uh, know how you find funny things to write down. I feel the same way about sketch comedy. I don't know how people do it. So I can understand something can be funny in the moment when you create it in the moment, but I don't understand how you can create something that that's funny and then recreate that moment. It's just and repro reproduce it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a thing if it's like situ situational humor because there's something happened that will not happen in this kind of situation ever again. Yeah. That's something you, you will have a hard time to reproduce. But if it's a joke joke, as in like, yeah. you know, knock knock, yeah. who's there joke. I'm um, not really very good at them. 
Yeah, no, me neither. I just, I just always forget the punchline or say the punchline first, and then kind of like, you know, defeats the purpose. Uh, but yeah, it's really hard. So I yeah, just got this book uh, of Stephen. <laughs> Stephen's like my guru. Um, <laughs> Um, how to make them laugh, which is like um, just basically an exercise book. Um, tells you, you know, how to write jokes, what to look for uh, when you write a joke. So, the word you want to end your punchline on should be at the end. Right, you know, yeah, use yeah. plosives rather than because they sound and they uh, wakes people up yeah. basically when you do the p t k. Yeah you know because it just sounds sharper oh, wow. um so even that like subtle yeah, yeah, yeah. influence influencing your audience and make them obedient <laughs> to your sense of humor wow <laughs> yeah. um so i've been yeah um and i had a gig uh and i booked myself in for four gigs in a row and the first gig I won this little there was like an audience election of the best gig and I uh the best uh, stand up for the night and I won it wow yay, yay. um obviously it, you know it was a very friendly kind of uh, venue the rising star comedy club uh. and uh, but they give you like this little plastic uh, um trophy wow yeah i wanted to buy a whole bookshelf for it so it has a podest but I didn't that's amazing yeah. that's really nice to get that well it's fun to do it it's just another layer to do some more and stretch my my myself to mm. do new things basically yeah. so what's your kind of stand up style truthful so it's I think it's um, most of the things that I say are true yeah um and really happened to me and i know it's sad but that's how sad my life is there's a lot of you know um dramatic things to laugh about um um and it's myself basically uh the character is myself but in a heightened yeah, more yeah, heightened yeah. version yeah, if that makes sense yeah. because you know me i'm super awkward and i somebody's sh screaming shall we intervene should we call the police? I guess. <laughs> God, that sounds violent. <laughs> yeah. That's improv. Ah! Yeah, but it's a heightened version of myself. Um, ah! um, I'm really. Um, I'm. I think I'm. I'm socially quite awkward. Um, I don't know in a good way or a bad way. I don't know, but I often say things where people just look at me and were like, "Why did you say that for?" <laughs> and it's just because it's on my head, and so it's basically all the things that I know I shouldn't be saying, but I just can't bring myself to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, what's the best or worst note that you've ever been given in improv or acting? Uh, and did you take it? Um, the worst note that I have ever been given um, was uh, my the guy, and I don't want to mention his name because um, he's quite known, I think. <laughs> um, but one of my first improv teachers said to me, I mean, apart from him saying shut up, to people he just didn't like he was very he wasn't good as a he's a very good businessman but he wasn't he was very 
uh, unkind teacher. Damn. Uh, yeah, but what he said to me, I think once as a character, I had a quite loud voice. Um, or it was a choice that it was a character who was speaking really loudly, you know, um, and that's he said to me like that was a very bad choice of me to do that in the first place, Whoa. and that was um, for me something that kind of like stuck in my mind, yeah. you know, going like because it didn't have any reasoning for me other than him not liking me as a character, okay, but it was so like. It almost was, um, yeah. It was not. It wasn't really helpful because, in my opinion, looking back at it now, uh, f for me, playing with voice, uh, volume, or you know, with subtle things yeah. like physicality, does add a lot to the character. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that was the most unhelpful thing, and I think it stopped me in my development quite a lot because, yeah. at that time, as I told you, like I, I was going through or just come out of a depression and um, it was really hard to kind of like find confidence yeah, um, so that wasn't helpful wow. um, and the most helpful thing somebody ever told me in improv do you mean in improv in general or in general Where? the most helpful thing <laughs> ah. well I think that's that's I'm um, gonna be a little bit sentimental now. My mom always told me um, that uh, if you don't do something from the heart, then don't do it at all, and that's been quite helpful for me. The older I get, the more I am thinking like that. If it doesn't come from the heart, I don't do it anymore. Right. Yeah, that's been the most helpful. Um, how about you? Oh, it's terrible when people turn the questions on I me. I know, but that is such a profound question that I would want to see if you say something inspirational. Oh, the pressure is on. Uh, yeah, I know. This is why I very much enjoy <laughs> the, uh, Listen, the asking questions. Yeah, you could do it in a Terminator impression if you want to. Uh, <laughs> He's fallen asleep. Uh, I've been given so many great pieces of advice and I cannot think of a single one. That's okay. I have a, a good one for you for Go just for a silence is golden. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, uh, certainly I'm very interested in silence and saying fewer things because the fewer things you say, the more important the things that you do say yes. are. So that's yes. I couldn't tell you uh, who had first told me that. I yep. suspect it might have been Jules Munns at the nursery. But. Okay. Um, so, uh, if someone were to step on stage of you, yeah. what could they do to delight you? What could they do to delight me? Uh, what I love on stage is um, to... Um, take the mic a little bit right. so I like uh, I like those scenes where we wind each other up right, and we yeah, know yeah. where our you know the soft spot is or the yeah. way you can just like poke the other person so I like those games within a scene a lot to know that something really bugs me as a character yes. and then just like play this card over and over again yeah. to get it heightened um, 
these are for me the most enjoyable yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of, of uh, improvising with someone when you get so playful that you know you can wind each other up on the stage. Yes. Yeah. yes, when you know someone really well and you can just have fun with yeah. them and, and sort of play. So then the audience are watching the two characters, but they're also watching the two improvisers interact. And that's, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. So that's the yeah, that's something that really that really delights me. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, so big final question: What is uh, Carolina Crick's special move? What is your go-to? What do you do that always saves the day, brings down the house? Classic Cricks, they say. When you do it. When I do it, do you mean on stage? Wherever. Wherever. Right, okay, my classic move in improv, this is what I can say for sure is, um, sometimes, I'm, I don't know if it's because my, my grape uh, brain cells have died earlier than I expected, uh, but sometimes I get things completely wrong on stage but absolutely rock and roll with it. <laughs> and that's where Carolina's just done a really big stupid thing on stage, but she saves it in the end, or I, I just become such a game within the scene uh, that um, it saves the whole, or it becomes like the biggest thing of the whole night sometimes because I got it so completely wrong. And then was living in oblivion for the rest of the show and everyone knew by me. Um, <laughs> yes, I know it's funny for everyone else but me. Um, that is that, and the other thing um, saves the day. The other thing is what I like to say is um, typical me is I will always make sure and uh, that everyone gets along with each other. That is something that I know that is a great quality and I usually don't brag about myself at all. Um, but I know that is one of the qualities that I have um, and have been told many times. I'll be there to connect a room or people with each other. Um, and that's, I think, always something that I'm slightly proud of, that I have the ability to go like, hey, this is him, this is her, and we all have something in common and let's just all be friends. Um, so yeah, that's my approach. That's a lovely yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Thank you for having me, Stuart. It was such a pleasure. Sorry for talking so much. No, that's very much the role of the guest. Otherwise, All it's right. really awkward. Bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv. <laughs> 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 <laughs>